This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. On Joy. We are very pleased to welcome live into the Joy Studios this morning the current leader of the Victorian Greens and the sitting member for the Victorian Legislative Council for the Northern Metropolitan Region. Samantha, good morning and welcome to Joy. Good morning, Tom and Mikey and all the listeners out there. Great to be with you. What a great place to be here. It joy on a Thursday morning talking to Melbourne. No better place to be, I tell no you. No better place. Mm, wow. Samantha, we hear every day that there is that this state and the country has a recycling crisis, which is hopefully what Spring Street is talking about. Is this a situation they're taking seriously up top? Well, there needs to be more done, is what we have been saying. Yes, there is a crisis, a crisis across the country, uh, one that we should have done more to plan for and mitigate uh, earlier. For a long time, we've just been sending our rubbish overseas, thinking, oh, it's not our issue. That's right. Now, all of a sudden, they don't want our rubbish. That's right. And so, it really got sparked by China saying, look, we don't want contaminated recycling waste. And suddenly, we realised just how much of our recycling, we were packaging up and sending to China and other countries, particularly in Southeast Asia, and hoping that they would know how to deal with it. But what they've been doing is cleaning up their act too and trying to improve their environment. And they've been saying, you need to do the same. And what it's meant is that states across Australia have had to say, well, what are we going to do to boost our recycling industry and clean up the type of recycling that we're producing? Because at the moment, we are just most of it's been sent to landfill. Is that correct? So we've had quite a successful recycling program in Victoria. Uh, Like over 65% of it is recycled. But what we were doing was packaging it up and sending it overseas to be processed, to be sorted. Which isn't very environmental. No, that's right. So like the point of recycling or to, you know, recycle a glass bottle is to save the environment. It takes less. But if we're shipping it on a ship overseas to be recycled to send back to us, it's probably, there's no benefit in it. Exactly right. So we should be processing it and remanufacturing it right here in Victoria. We could be a world leader, Australia-wide leader in recycling, but for a long time, governments have really been asleep at the wheel and this has really exposed it. So this crisis that we saw really unfold at the start of the year where tonnes of recycling was being sent to landfill when China said, we're not taking your contaminated stuff anymore, really opened people's eyes to really needing to do something really quickly. We should have done it a long time ago, but... You know, we've got the crisis now. We've got to do something about it. So we've been pushing the government to do things like banning single-use plastics, which is some movement on, introducing a container refund scheme. So, you know, other states where you can go and give your bottles back and get a five-cent refund? We used to do it when I was a kid. I mean, that was our pocket money. We used to go around on our bikes and check for aluminium cans and bottles, and that's how we bought lollies. That's right. And the other benefit of it as well, so it gives money back to local charity groups, for example, really successful across the country, but it also cleans up the recycling stream. So Victoria now is the holdout state. Every other state and territory has either introduced one or said they're about to introduce one. So we're pushing the government to say, introduce one now. We've uh, voted on the legislation. Greens have put legislation in before the parliament a number of times, every time voted down, but we're not giving up. What are they upset about? Is it the manufacturers who are worried about, you know, if they're going to give us 10 cents, they're going to add that to the price. Is is that the concern or is the government got a concern about legislating this? So that's what we've heard 
it doesn't make much sense about why they're holding out. I don't fully understand. But what it seems to be is that the beverage industry are worried that if you increase the price, although you do recover the price later, mm. it will somehow impact their sales. But looks like they're selling beverages right across Australia without a problem and with the refund scheme. So I don't see why we can't introduce one here. Now, we are talking about a crisis. Have you seen the movie WALL-E by any chance, a Pixar film? Oh, yes, I have. Yes, yes, it's a crisis about how we yes. overpollute the world and ends up ruining Earth, right? Exactly. We're looking ahead that way, um, supposedly. Is there a chance that we're actually going to be able to stop that from happening? Or are we at this stage where we've just built a world around pollution? It's a really good question. And consumption is part of the problem, right? I've just attempted to do plastic free July. I was probably about 80% successful. It makes you realise just how much plastic there is in the Big environment time. and how your normal choices to buy things are so dependent on throwaway things. So there's a lot that we have to do to reduce the amount of kind of packaging and over-packaging. But there's other things that we need to do to boost our industry too. So for example, this week we announced that we could um, we got a costing from the parliament a government owned recycling plant for plastics uh, and it was about 50 million dollars you could recycle more than half of Victoria's plastics we've got another plant that's recycling about half if we got that on board now we could be recycling all our plastics right here in Victoria so 30, 50 million dollar investment now that sounds like a lot of money until you actually look at the money that gets spent I and mean, we're talking exactly. hundreds of millions of dollars on roads level crossings there's multiple things that we should be doing exactly but 50 million dollars for a recycling plant in this state exactly. Exactly. Could, Could be a game changer. There's also, I mean, I would be wanting to tell Spring Street maybe spend a bit more money and we could be recycling other states' waste and actually but making money on it. Could this be like the desalination plant we've built that hasn't really been used but is, it costs well, us a lot to run just to keep it un- operational? Unfortunately, sweetheart, we have started using it. Mm-hmm. When, when right. that happened? Just recently because my partner did work at the government right. water. Right, okay, well, I didn't so know we, that. But you know what? We needed to have some form of protection whether the desalination plant was the right thing at the time, whether it was building more dams. I just question where where the money goes and if we're actually going to capitalise on what we've invested in. That's right. Well, it seems the sums add up in this case because what's happening now is lots of councils at the moment, given the last week where one of the biggest recycling providers said they're not accepting waste at the moment Mm. or recycling at the moment, potentially tens of thousands of tonnes of recycling is going into landfill right now. So we've got to get on with doing something right now. Uh, The Greens launched a motion for an inquiry into the recycling crisis that started a couple of months ago. So we are taking it seriously. We wish the government had done a lot more prior to this time. We still think they need to be doing a whole lot more. It is really a disaster. Look, I I was actually looking at a um we've got some people up on our space station at the moment the american astronaut up there and mm. he just did a, a little webcast from actually mm-hmm. up on the st- space station and actually said in the last six years he can see physical evidence of our earth changing our mm. caps of mold of melting our deserts are spreading mm. it gets happening look what i wanted to ask you today it was only april this year when the tasmanian parliament passed amendments for the birth deaths and marriages act these amendments make tasmania the first state to allow the change of a gender on a birth certificate simply by stat deck mm. now both our trans and gender diverse victorians are still suffering under a very outdated law samantha what is happening up on spring street to try to remove these barriers uh 
So it's a really welcome reform in Tasmania. Uh, Victoria actually tried to pass this reform a couple of years ago. We lost by one, one vote. vote. I know. It was prime time in the parliament and my colleague Sam Hibbins, who's an incredible advocate, said at that time to the government, bring it back as soon as possible. You can't bring back a bill within a certain time frame. So you have to wait I for understand. the next election. Yeah. So uh, we're really glad to see that within the first six months it is back on the agenda. So I did say that the bill is there ready to be... Introduced, introduced and debated. So we go back to Parliament in about two weeks' time. We hope that very soon after that it will be debated. And I'm really hopeful that it's going to get through the Upper House this time. Well, I have seen, from what I've looked at numbers, through the Lower House, it looks like it will pass. That's right. But it's up to you guys in the Upper House. So you're thinking at the moment... From the talk, it looks like it might go through. Yes, I'm very confident. I'm um, knowing the number of allies and advocates, um, allies of our gender diverse and trans community in the parliament. I'm very hopeful and optimistic that it is going to get through. And the Greens, of course, have been strident champions of this Good. reform and will continue to be in the parliament. It worries me a little bit with our federal government having our religious freedom bill that is being talked about. Is that going to stop Spring Street from doing anything in regards to this to wait to see what happens in a federal election? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that works its way through, what kind of form it takes. Uh, That being said, we won't wait for those sort of barriers. I think we as a state um, need to show leadership and in a number of areas we really try to push the envelope to show leadership Uh, and once you create some social change like that it becomes harder to wind back and people see that the sky doesn't fall in. Correct. Life goes on as normal and in fact life goes on in a better way when people don't have to face these unnecessary barriers to who they are living their best lives and we've got all sorts of discrimination in legislation at the moment. Bits here that make it really hard for our trans and gender diverse community to just live free lives uh, free of discrimination so we really need to push forward. We're so happy to hear that there are some voice of reason that is happening up there in Spring Street. What can we do to get behind this bill? Uh, Speak to your MPs. Look, I think the more public conversation there is about this and and MPs knowing that there's an appetite, wouldn't it be wonderful if it was unanimously supported in the parliament? Wouldn't that send a powerful message? So writing letters and making phone calls to our local member, does it have an impact on the way they will vote up in up in Spring Street. Look, it's been my experience. I was on council, local council before this, before yeah. being in state parliament. And yes, hearing from the community really does have an impact. Uh, and particularly at the state level, I think, in terms of that link between you and your community can become even further apart. Just, I don't know, the way it works, it, it feels a little bit different. So the more community feedback that we hear, the so better. So we all should email our local member to tell them to get behind this uh, bill and then we should have no issues. I think that would be a fantastic idea. Samantha. Sorry, Mikey. No, you're right. Samantha, thank you so much for coming in this morning. It's been an absolute pleasure. I feel like I've learnt a lot this morning. Oh, you're most welcome. It's been lovely to be with you. Do you know what? We've had such a pleasure and I'm hoping we're going to be getting you back quite more often to come in and discuss what's going on and around. So if any of our listeners have any questions for the lovely Samantha with the Mm -hmm. Greens Party, send them through. We can pass them off to you and make sure we get the answers from the horse's mouth itself. Look forward to coming back again. Wake up with Tom and Mikey. Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Find all our podcasts at tomandmikey.com. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. Thanks for listening to another Joy Podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au.
Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.